Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode 75. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we show you how to build your business brick by brick. Put on your hard hat and grab your tool belt because you are about to enter the construction zone. And now, here's your host, Christy Hostler. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christine, and as always, I'm your host today. And before we get into our actual podcast today, I wanted to thank you guys for listening. Um, if you'll remember, in September, um, from September to October, we more than doubled our listening audience and our the number of downloads that we had for the month. And so far in November, we are on track. If we continue with our run rate, we're on track to have a better month even than October, which is fantastic. Now, I also expect that one of two things could happen next week. Either people get completely off their schedule and they're not driving to work as often next week because it's Thanksgiving. They're not going to work out as much as it's uh, as they normally do in Thanksgiving because it's Thanksgiving. And uh, so they might get a little bit off their podcast listening schedule. So I might suffer a little bit next week. Also, the opposite could happen. People could be having to drive in their car more to go see mom or grandma or whoever, and they could actually download more podcasts. And so we could see um, an increase in the number of podcasts. I don't know which way it will go. And so I haven't ever had a podcast over the holidays. I know for me personally, I'll keep listening because I have a long car trip and I've got some other times that I will be listening to podcasts. So they will go on despite the holidays and I'm going to continue to try to bring you um, podcast again. I will be um, in South Carolina, so I won't be doing anything with my business that week to tell you about, but we'll have some other business related topics. Now, this is not what I plan to talk to you about on today's podcast, but I can't help myself. Let me just say, I cannot make this stuff up. And uh, you'll have to bear with me this morning because we are in Florida, South Florida. We had a a very low temperature night. Um, It got down to 61 degrees overnight. We opened up all the doors and windows, um, so we kind of now have indoor-outdoor living space. And I believe with all the doors and windows open, the temperature got down to about 67 degrees in the house. So uh, it's a kind of a gloomy rain, not raining right now, but it has been raining and it could be raining even more. And so uh, all that to say we have a little more wind. I have a double windscreen on my microphone, but you might pick up a little bit more wind or distortion than usual. So for that, I apologize, but I just wanted you to know what we're dealing with. So. Um, so I was, I was been talking to you about my, in my podcast, this podcast about, uh, what I'm doing with adding food items to my food cart and they're going to be great food items. And, you know, I feel like once I have these, you know, things nailed down, it's going to go and I'm going to be able to get to a consistent level. And I feel like I'm at the end, end of experimentation. I feel like that now. Now, Three weeks from now, I might not be, but who knows? And and the thing is, the good news is I can always go back if I find a product that I feel really passionate about. I can always go back and add that one to what I offer, and it's no big deal. So anyway, I told you that on Monday I went and I juried my pizza, my ice cream, and my coffee. And today is Wednesday, and so it's the day that we're supposed to find out after the board meeting whether everything's approved. However... I got a call from the jury committee yesterday. Now, granted, let me just say this. 
the jury committee is made up of people that I thoroughly enjoy. I get along with them. I think they're trying to do what they can do to preserve the integrity of the event. Again, this is an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization that runs this event, so the jury and the participation committee that's going on and, and doing it today might not have been the one that was doing it five years ago, and it might not be the one same people that are doing it five years from now. So it changes over time. But I got a call from my mentor who's on the participation committee, and she said, Christy, we've got a problem. She said, now... I just want you to know some background on this. She said, a couple of months ago, we had a guy jury pizza, and we denied him. Well, because of that, they're having to be extra careful with approving mine. Here's the situation. I've already heard about this because some of these people down there are legendary. I've told you that about the, the, the nightly sunset celebration being a handmade artisan fair, an artisan market, so to speak. The people that are selling down there are the actual people that are making the stuff. And I, as someone who uh, is selling food, can only make what I, I personally make with my hand. And that's the rules that I have to function under. And not just that, but I have to attend every single night. If I'm going to be, my card is going to be down there, I have to be the one selling because I did not jury in with a partner or anything like that. So as the owner of the business, I have to be there every single night. It just preserves the integrity, right? It keeps me from paying a $9 an hour employee who doesn't really care about people and going down and potentially ruining the event. So I understand all these rules, and these rules are all laid out. However, here's the problem, and I don't like focusing on the negative. I don't like to complain. My mother instilled in me from very early on that, Christy, any fool can complain, but it takes somebody bigger than that to stand up and do something about it. So I've always been taught to take action, and complaining gets you nowhere. So please don't take this as complaining. And even, I don't even like to focus on the negative. I'm an optimist. I want to be optimistic. I don't like toxic people in my life. I don't like negativity. I don't like pessimism. So there you go. I prefaced what I'm going to say with all that so you understand where I'm coming from. Let me back up before I tell you all this. So the participation committee said, we because whenever I took my food down to Mallory Square to do the, the jury, I had already made my dough ahead of time. The recipe I use makes essentially eight small balls that I can then of dough that I can roll into about approximately an eight to ten inch circle. Um, and so it's you know it's a, a definitely a, a one serving type pizza. But it's also very filling, and for most people it would be a meal. And for me it would be a meal because it's it's a filling piece of pizza, filling pizza. So I took the balls, uh, the two balls of dough down into uh, the jury, and I took them just in baggies. I just pulled them right off the cookie sheet where they were rising and put them into baggies. And I had already made, I make a, a quick red sauce, um, and I had already made that. It's two cans of uh, whole peeled tomatoes that are, you know, cooked and everything from the, in the can. Um, whenever I get them, they're already cooked, so I don't have to cook them again. So I do. you do two cans of tomatoes, you do a drizzle of olive oil, you do salt and pepper to taste, you do 
four cloves of, car of garlic, fresh garlic, and kind of um, just smash them and throw them in the blender with everything else. And then I also added some basil from some basil plants that I had to um, the sauce to make it uh, kind of give it that Italian-y kind of uh, flavor. And again, you'll have to excuse my live audience. They are... Um, wrestling while we do the show this morning, so don't be distracted by that. But anyway, so I, I had made all that ahead of time, so I took my sauce down in a little container, and I took my dough down in little balls, in little baggies, because I already had all the other things to top it and to cook it. I had my grill, I had my gas cylinder, I had my liquid nitrogen, I had all the things for ice cream, I had all the things for coffee, my French press, but I mean, I had everything but the kitchen sink down at the jury. So, they saw me roll out the dough. They saw me press it out and put, I put, pressed it out ahead of time and put it on the grill, let one side of it cook, and then I took it off the grill while I was waiting my turn to go because I think I was fifth in line to, to jury something. And so then whenever they came over, I put the sauce on. I told them what, how I made it, what I made it out of. And by the way, the recipes that I found for my grilling pizza are found on a blog called The Kitchen, but it's the K-I-T-C-H-N. And I have noticed since I've uh, used that blog to make these recipes that there are several other things that I continue to see that... Um, they, he does really well, so it's it's a food a flute, food, I can't even say it. It's a food blog um, that he has figured out how to grill pizza specifically and makes some of the recipes. I have not yet tried the white sauce. It's a little more convoluted um, than I want, and so I am going to just stick with the red sauce and the pizza dough for that for right now. So I made the pizza. They tried it. They ate it. Thought it tasted good. Most of the pieces got gone. I think there was one little piece of a piece left that I ate in the end before I threw it, threw everything away to uh, pack up and head home. So they saw that much. Well, when I got the call yesterday, it was, Christy, we've got to be very careful about this because we denied someone a couple of months ago for pizza. I already knew what they were talking about because people had told me. They said, it's essentially the guy that does gelato down there. Now, the guy doesn't make his gelato. He goes and buys it from a local restaurant, Luigi's. On his little cart, he even has a license plate that says Luigi's on it. So he buys Luigi's gelato. How that even got into in the event and the participation committee, through the participation committee, I'll never know. I don't know how to make gelato. I only know how to make ice cream. I don't, I know the difference has to do with the milk content or the cream content or something like that, but I have no idea how you make gelato. And this guy doesn't either. He just buys it and takes it down there and sells it, which is the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do. Well, this same guy decided he wanted to, to jury in pizza from Luigi's. So he had Luigi's deliver a pizza down there. And then he went on to say that, oh, no, he had made it, but it was just at the pizza place that he made it, and he put it in their box and brought it down there. <clears throat> so I think they went even even pursued it and said, okay, if you made it, take us over and show us how you made it. Because, you know, he very well could have had Luigi's as a commissary kitchen. Somehow there's a relationship with him, with between him and the restaurant. And he very well could have had a commissary kitchen where he was uh, making it. And they said, well, take us over. Well, they went over to the place where he said he made it. And the guy did not have any clue how to turn on the machine that makes the dough. He didn't have a clue about anything. So essentially, he was just going to call them up and order a certain amount of pizzas every day, pick them up, take them down, and sell them at the boardwalk or the pier every single night for so much a slice. Completely not what the event is about. 
And apparently he was so nasty when they denied him that now, get this, Christy, we have to see you make your dough and your sauce. So your choices are you can make a video of yourself making the dough. You can bring all the stuff that it takes to make it to my commissary kitchen or somewhere down into Key West and a couple of them will meet me over there and I can do that. Or two of us are going to Miami on tonight, which is Wednesday night. We'll be coming back Thursday, so we'll be coming right by Big Pine so we could stop by your house and you could do, uh, do that as well. So I said, you know what, just come by the house. Because, I mean, in order to make dough, I've got to take my KitchenAid mixer in order to make uh, the sauce, I've got to use a blender and things like that. And it's just easier not to have to anticipate every single utensil and every single thing you need in order to take this and make it mobile. That's the hard time, even with jurying things, is remembering every single component of every recipe that you need to take with you. So now they've got to come and watch me make my dough and make my sauce, which personally I don't have a problem with because I am making it by hand and and I don't even know around here where you could buy something like that but even then the cost of making the dough and the ease at which you can make it is fairly low I mean it, it's not an expensive thing it's five cups of flour two tablespoons of yeast a little bit of water a little bit of olive oil and a little bit of salt that my recipe for dough doesn't even have sugar in it for the yeast so it's I mean it's one of those things that's not hard to make so, and clearly, I made it. I mean, I had it there in baggies, and whenever I rolled them out, you could clearly tell they were, you know, hand-rolled and all that. So, what frustrates me, though, is that it feels as though I am being held to a different standard. And it frustrates me that there is a guy down there that is able to buy gelato and sell gelato down there. It frustrates me that there are people that are able to sell hot dogs that they buy at the local restaurant supply store, and they take them down there, and they put them uh, on their grill or on their whatever heating mechanism they use to cook them, and they sell them. And they're completely processed and completely prepackaged, and they do nothing to handcraft any of that. And whenever, I, I think I had talked to you about whenever I had found out or had was thinking about other things to add, I had thought about hamburgers, and I ran it by the participation committee, and they said, oh, you'd really have to jazz them up. Well, why would I really have to jazz up hamburgers if somebody else is just selling pre-made hot dogs down there? The problem is these some of the people that are breaking the rules and they know they're breaking the rules are so nasty about it and I think they're afraid of having a lawsuit. And so then you have people like me who come by who really are doing honest work for trying to get an honest day's pay out of it. And it seems that the loopholes get harder and harder for me, but for them they're allowed to continue doing this for year after year after year. So I'm going to talk to um, some people about on the participation committee about this because my position is I could just as easily sue. I mean, granted, let's face it, I don't have the money for a lawsuit right now. That's not on my radar. I'm not worried about that. That's not, besides that, that's not who I am. But I, as someone new, could come in there and sue and say, I'm being held to a different standard. I'm being discriminated against. I am not allowed to sell this, that, or the other and make my living. Meanwhile, XYZ person is. And, um, you know, and some of the, so some of these people that have these other processed foods, they come in when the season is high, whenever there's a lot of tourists in town, and they essentially scrape off the low-hanging fruit money um, off of the event. 
and then they disappear. And so, and when they come in, spots on the pier that they have, because they've been doing it so long, are grandfathered in. So that means if I'm in their spot all summer long, whenever the season is low and they're not there, and I'm hustling and bustling trying to make my money um, to live off of, and I'm actually making my product and doing exactly what I'm supposed to do, then they decide on a whim to come down whenever it's, let's say, superboat races like they did, where there's a lot of people in town suddenly then the spot that I was in happened to be the spot that they like and that is grandfathered in for them. So it's like that spot is reserved, and so then I have to move to an end of the pier that is not as productive for me. And so, I mean, these things, this is part of the reason that in the very beginning I told you I did not want my business to be completely dependent on the Mallory Square event because things like this come up it's not fair at the same time the people that if you try to take on certain people in town that are doing not doing what they're supposed to be doing down at the pier they have the money to number one drag your name through the mud they can also target you and make you um you know be the victim of harassment and all this other stuff and it's just it's not something i'm willing to to do at this point. Um, I'm the new girl to the game and I don't feel like coming in and making waves is, <clears throat> excuse me, is the right way to do it. And so that's my take on it. But I don't know, would you feel frustrated? Uh, I do feel frustrated by this because again, it's now it's one more day. Actually, it's two more days because now I can't go down to the pier tonight, which is Wednesday night because I don't have everything approved. I won't have them approved Thursday night. So the earliest I can go is Friday. And I did ask because I wanted to make sure, I said, if you guys come and see my stuff on Thursday night, will I have to wait till the next board meeting to sell it? And the answer was no. As soon as we see you make it, you're good to go. So I will take that. And I know it puts the participation committee in a uh, heck of a spot because they are having to evaluate and make decisions. And you know what? When you got have somebody that's breaking the rules and you confront them about it many, many, many times, they get a naturally defensive attitude. And it's easier for them to do that rather than admitting saying, yeah, you're right, I just had it delivered. And okay, so uh, busted, you found me out. It doesn't happen. You see it all the time with politics. You see it in the news. Whenever someone is confronted about something that they're doing wrong, not that you're doing wrong, they end up being the ones to act out about it. I guess it's human nature. So that's where I am. So now I've got another couple of days that have to go by before um, I have to have the participation committee in my house viewing me make my dough and make my sauce so they can prove that I made it. And please understand, I am not mad at the participation committee. They're in a jam. They're caught between two sides of it. They have people being very ugly to them. They have people that are uh, threatening them because they're not able to bully them and get their way. And then, so then they have to make sure they cover their bases any time else. So these people make it harder for me. And that's the part I don't like. I don't like the fact that they're allowed to skirt all the rules and they're allowed to do whatever it is they want and sell any item that's not even supposed to be at the event, like hot dogs, um, and then go on about their merry way and act like they're the best business people in the world. And meanwhile, I struggle to come up with something that I can make down there without using oil and still on my grill and still be an item that people want to buy and want to eat and want to, you know, want to take part in. So, <laughs> hopefully rant over. That's that's the end of that. But <clears throat> by the end of tomorrow night, I will have 
made and de demonstrated in my very own kitchen uh, my recipes for dough and for the red sauce, the pizza sauce that I use for my pizza. And um, hopefully that will be the end of that. And, you know, it's one of those things where it is exactly how I'm going to do it um, whenever I have to make it in bulk. I mean, I figure essentially when I go down to the pier and I'm selling pizza, I probably will have um, just a couple of batches of dough that I will have individually in, you know, in plastic bags and press out the dough balls and start making them before I even start making the pizza down there and grill those off um, at least halfway done. And then I'm able to finish them off whenever people order them and top them the way they want. So uh, when I'm out of dough, <clears throat> there's no more pizza that will be sold that night uh, by me. So, um, you know, it's and it's just one of those things that, you know, I, it'll be easy to keep up with how much I'm selling. Because if I make two batches of dough, I have 16 dough balls. If I make three batches, I have 24. And um, so from there, I can kind of gauge it. And the good news is my dough keeps for up to a week in the refrigerator. And I can actually freeze it for up to a month without it losing its integrity. So as the busy season picks up and as we get into the height of the winter season, which is the tourist season down in uh, Key West, then I can also pick a couple of days a week where I do nothing but make dough, let it rise, um, and then bag it in, in individual packages and throw it in the freezer knowing that I will have it later on and be able to use it. So that's part of the reason why... Um, you know, making making my dough is no big deal because it, it works for me. So anyway, I just, I couldn't believe it. I had to share it with you, and, and I don't know how you would feel about it. Um, I, I Believe me, I know this has nothing to do with me. It has more to do with the culture and the environment. And I think people are just, um, you know, the, the, the guy that is the one that has the gelato and that tried to get the, you know, store-bought or restaurant-bought pizza passed by the jury is also the same one that confronted me down at the superboat race, races asking me how I got away with selling bottled water. And my response was, we can do that during the day. And he said, oh, I tried a couple of months ago and the participation committee was ready to call the police on me. And I said, well, you, I can't sell it after at sunset, but I can sell it during the day for these races. He's like, oh, well, they just don't like me anyway. You know, so... When you have those people, you've got to be careful with them, and I do understand that from the participation committee's uh, standpoint. The problem is, is that they've bent the rules in, pa in the past for so many people, and it's been handed down and handed down, and people have bought and sold businesses, and they've been allowed, and nobody stopped it at this point to go back and say this is a violation of the rules, unfortunately. You either have to change the way you make your product or sell something different, and what happens is the rules that they have become ineffective. And it's the same thing with business. You know, um, many times when you start a business, you're not going to have an HR department. You're not going to have a department with, um, you know, that's going to tell you what type of documentation you need to keep. However, maybe you have an employee that is is can perpetually late. And maybe, you, you know, they come in like for the third time that week and they're late. And you say, hey, so-and-so, look, i got to have you be here on time. And so you're having these casual conversations where you're addressing it with them, but nothing's documented. And then let's say one day comes up and suddenly they have they have done this for the last time and you're done with them and you let them go. Well, then you could be dragged into uh, the unemployment hearing because you didn't have, you didn't follow proper procedures whenever you put them on a warning or you gave them a verbal or a written or final or any type of progressive discipline. 
And they, they, you know, if a conversation happened, you might know it happened, but if it's not documented and it's not signed off on and it's not witnessed, then it hasn't really happened. So I say that, you know, to say that, you know, this is a volunteer organization that's doing the best they can and these people have good hearts. However, I don't think a lot of them have a big background in dealing with uh, big companies and documenting and uh, progressive discipline and this, that, and the other. I mean, whenever you can look at somebody that's downperforming on the pier and somebody says, yet they've been banned for life for three times so far but yet they're still back there performing, what does that tell you? It tells you that it means nothing, and it tells you that there's no teeth in anything um, that is an established procedure. And so having those rules and guidelines and SOPs and having things signed off on and having people verify it, it definitely, um, it, while it <clears throat> excuse me, while it limits what you can do uh, at the same time, there's safety in that because everyone knows the parameters with which uh, the organization runs and everyone is held to the same standard. And at this point, you know, I've run up into the fact that I'm not allowed to bring oil in, but there's already somebody down there with oil. And because they've been doing that for 30 years, it's okay for them to do it, but no new oil can come in. I've run into the fact that these um, other people are making processed foods or buying foods. And there's another lady down there that sells lemonade, and she makes it from Country Time Lemonade Pack. And it's not... That's not the spirit of the organization, and that's not the spirit of the event. And because these people can get really nasty, it just is a very difficult thing to enforce and to go back and enforce suddenly now when they haven't enforced it for the last 20 years. Because when you don't enforce a rule, you're essentially setting the precedent that that rule doesn't matter. And then you can't go back and selectively enforce that rule on certain people, but yet other people have been allowed to skirt it. So, you know, you set yourself up for jeopardy when you have written rules that you don't abide by, and then whenever you uh, actually bring people in, and suddenly you're going to make them be um, conforming to the written rules. So uh, I do hope to have a conversation whenever I have those people in my house tomorrow night. I will have a captive audience, and I will be able to say to them, um, some of the concerns that I have about it because I definitely have some concerns about it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not mad at them. I'm not I'm not mad at anybody. I'm frustrated that certain people are allowed to act as if they can do whatever they want and the rest of us have to abide by a pretty stringent set of rules. I mean, when I can't make a hamburger patty and throw it on the grill and cook it for somebody because I need to show that I'm homemaking it and I need to jazz it up, well, you know, you jazz up a hamburger too much and you're just selling meatloaf. Which, if any of you know me in person, you know meatloaf is my worst favorite, least favorite food ever in the world. And every time we used to have meatloaf growing up on a weeknight, I would call a friend and say, I need to come over for dinner because we're having meatloaf. So, I'm not going to sell meatloaf burgers. So, anyway, that's where I am. That's what's going on. And, um... Like I say, I can't make this stuff up. I could not write this story. But again, it goes back to because I'm starting my business in this way and I'm subject to that venue, then I have to be able to abide by those rules. At the same, at the same time, I'm working very hard to work plenty of festivals. This weekend, I will be all day down at the Key West Chalk, Chalk I can't say it, Key West Chalk Art Festival which is a completely different event. From 10 to 5, I'll be down there all day long. So I won't be at sunset on Saturday night. 
And then on Sunday morning, I'll be down at the Parade of Paws that the SPCA is putting on, and I will be setting up a booth down there. Now, during that time of day, I can't imagine what I would sell most of, but I can imagine it would probably be coffee. And so um, maybe I need to do coffee and a Cuban breakfast or something like that um, to uh, sell to people from 9 to 1. And so that's where I'll be on Sunday. So if I was going to be in town after 1 o'clock on Sunday, I could still make it to sunset because sunset doesn't really start till about 3. Uh, the, the celebration doesn't. So I could go from one to the other and I could work that. So there's going to be lots of situations where I can hopefully get into a, a situation where I can have um, a daytime event or a supplemental event that has nothing to do with sunset so that all of my eggs are not in that one basket because I hate to say it with anything like that. You know how it is at your jobs if you mess with the wrong person and you screw up with the wrong person, not screw up, but you screw with the wrong person, you know what happens? Your life becomes a living hell and you cannot tolerate it anymore. And it's the same as if it was a workplace. So again, I'm having to conform my business to those rules and that's just the way it is. So I, um, so I'll keep you posted on exactly what goes on and what the outcome is, but I feel confident after I get my dough and sauce made. Um, that I will be good to go with the pizza. The other part is that's interesting about the rules is that while you can't sell any processed food in its raw form, i.e. Uh, hot dogs, you know, just putting them on the grill and selling them, you can use processed foods in, in making part of something else. In other words, if I wanted to use uh, processed fish, uh, I don't even know what you call fish fillets in, in fish tacos or whatever, I could do that. So, whether I make my dough or whether I make my sauce, it really should be irrelevant because as long as I'm combining them into the finished product and I'm hand making the finished product, the rules do state that I should be allowed to use processed food and so um, in, in that fashion. And so I haven't brought that up with the participation committee um, because I, I don't have anything to hide and they're more than welcome to see. And I think if I did that, it would make them think that I'm really not making it in the first place. And I don't want to give that uh, perception. But, you know, that, that's just the way I accommodate people. And so, um, you know, I'm going to show them, but I am going to mention to them that, you know, even if I didn't make this by hand, it still should be okay because I'm making the finished product and in the rules state that I should be able to use processed or prepackaged food as long as I change its final form, which I would be if it was dough and pizza sauce and, and that sort of thing. So, oh, it just shows you how bumfuddled people get whenever the, you know, they get threatened and they get challenged by people. And so, um, all the more reason to press the issue when it's occurring and to go ahead and let my objections be known to what some other people are being allowed to do uh, because if, if it continues to go on, it really takes the teeth out of everything for the rest of us. So that's where we are. That's what's going on. And hopefully by Friday night, I'll be able to be down back down at the pier and I'll be able to sell anything that I have juried for. And then all day Saturday and Sunday, I've already got festivals and events that I'm going to, that I haven't had to jury anything in for. They don't really care what I sell. They just want me to come down there and show up and do it. So that's what I'll be doing. And, um, yeah, you know, so of all the, between now and Sunday, whenever we hopefully leave to head out of town for Thanksgiving, I only have one more opportunity to be down at the pier for the evening. And so uh, the good news is I've missed a few days here but last night there was no sunset because we had cloud cover move in as this cold front moved through so there was no sunset because we were all covered in clouds and today I don't think it's going to clear out in time uh, the high today is only supposed to be 70 degrees here 
So I'm sure people have brought out the Uggs and Gloves and stuff like that. But it doesn't look like unless we really have a breakthrough that there's going to be a uh, a sunset tonight either. So I might not realistically be missing um, the opportunity to sell because if there's no sunset, let's face it, there's not much going on down there on the pier. So anyway, thank you for following along with my journey. Uh, it feels like a soap opera and I don't like that. So, um, but that's the, such as it is, you know, it is what it is and uh, I'll make it through it and I'll figure it out and I'll, you know, try to be as accommodating as possible. But at the same time, there are some principles I think that really need to be stood up for here. And, um, you know, and, and the thing is, I think the participation committee would feel better if uh, somebody somewhere uh, went back and rectified these things and made it true, uh, uh, made the rules true for everyone at the event. So I'll keep you posted on that too, because it might be a great example. But I don't know, would you feel the same way I feel? A little bit frustrated, a little bit singled out, um, but not really because of me, but because of other people that have decided that the rules don't matter and they can do whatever they want to do. So anyway, let me know, let me hear from you. Tweet me, give me some feedback, email me. Hit me up on Facebook, however you want to. Just let me know what you think. And if I'm crazy, you are more than welcome to tell me that I am crazy. Um, I'll take that as well, too. So thanks for following along on the journey. Like I say, uh, we're on track to have a really good month um, for the podcast downloads. And so that's because you guys are listening, and I appreciate you doing that. So thanks for joining me on the journey, and I'll keep you posted, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we build businesses all day long with no permits. Remember, local businesses are the backbone of our economy. So, whenever you have the opportunity, choose local.